Welcome to Let's Talk Parish. Let's Talk Parish will be an opportunity to learn about some of the people that call the Cathedral of the Blessed Sacrament in Sacramento, California, home. My name is Chris, and I'll be your host for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Who was? Is there anybody that feels um, moved to lead us in in prayer? I volunteered, Victor. Chris, I feel called to pray. And I feel called to listen. Okay. I feel like there's a little voice calling me to pray. Uh, so I can go ahead and not, lead us. Not such a little voice, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. All right. Well, um, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Lord, as we come together to record this podcast and to uh, share uh, with all of our wonderful parishioners and listeners about our experience uh, in the live stream. Uh, may you be with us. May you guide us. Um, and uh, may we experience you in each other as we discuss this. And may those who listen experience you in our discussion. Um, and we just ask that you be with us and guide us uh, both today and all the days of our life. Amen. 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 Father, Thank you, Victor. Amen. 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 Let's have a good talk. Welcome to this second episode for the month of February. Um, I'll let you in on a little secret. I had forgotten to open with prayer. And so near the end of the podcast, I said, hey, let's go ahead and uh, record an opening prayer. And I'll just paste it in the front. Yeah, so that's what we did. Um, what I'm going to do is uh, introduce the uh, members of the Cathedral stream team one at a time, and we went by alphabetical order uh, of last name. And so the first person that I will introduce to you is going to be Victor Amador. Yeah, hi. Uh, my name is Victor um, I'm, uh, been a member of the cathedral parish for about a year and a half now. Um, and, uh, when it comes to the stream team, I'm kind of, a, a, a bit of a pinch hitter. Um, usually on Sundays, uh, I'm outside the cathedral welcoming folks and getting the contact tracing information. Um, but, uh, back in the old days when we were first starting the stream, I was one of the folks, uh, sitting in the chapel on an iPad, uh, with, two cameras um, streaming the daily mass. And so um, it's been exciting to be on the journey. After Victor, we have Ruben Aracon. Good evening, Chris. Uh, thank you for having us. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat as Victor. Um, I'm also on the welcoming committee. Um, I'm also one of the cantors of the cathedral. So in regards to the live streaming team, um, I'm also kind of like, you know, a pinch hitter. I'm a floater. So if, um, if, you know, the cameras need to be, the angles need to be changed, or if the microphones need to be brought down or sanitized, you know, uh, set in place, um, uh, any of those situations, monitoring the, the, the Facebook feed, um, also, you know, drafting up some of the narrative. So, uh, I'm also kind of in the same boat, just kind of floating around and then, um, helping out as best as I can. Following Ruben, we have T.T. Keela. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having us. Um, my name is Titi, and I just make sure that the stream runs. <laughs> That's all I have to do. I have to make sure the internet is working, and the rest of these guys normally do all the work. Following Titi, we have Victoria Ramos. Hello. Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, so I first started uh, during the pandemic with helping with the welcoming committee and contact tracing. And when we closed to fully just having live stream, I transitioned into 
you know, I was baptized by fire by doing the audio. So I started off doing the audio and then I started controlling, you know, what people are seeing. And I also move around the cameras. And recently I've been doing like the commentary on the Facebook and YouTube, welcoming people and replying back to their comments and letting them know that it's a pleasure to have them there with us watching the live stream via mass. Now, let's hear from Alex Valtierra. Good evening, everybody. Thanks, Chris, for having us here. Um, well, with me, it's mostly just going back and forth with Joe. Uh, Joseph Plants, Joe's my other half. He, you could say he's my, my other orange in, in the whole live stream world. Um, been helping out in the just understanding the concept of how our first program was, the Sling Studio, and now learning how the Black Magic uh, ATEM works and learning how the cameras work somewhere. Our two previous cameras were all automatic and now we have two that are ma fully manual. So that's learning <laughs> and then just learning all this other stuff. So mostly behind the, the scene works too. Wow. Yeah, you've already got- you've Alex already got, teaches what, us. Say what? Alex is the one who, cause I get frustrated with stuff. So <laughs> Alex has to figure it out for me and then tell me because my concept of live streaming is Pressing a button, it should work. <laughs> He's already got some of the tech speak down, so yeah, yeah so that's cool. All right. Well, when Lord knows if Alex was not there, all of the cameras would be thrown off the balcony. Oh dear! <laughs> it would be all yeah, in the Alex balcony. And Joe. And Joe, Joe too. <laughs> and last but not least is Joseph Visitacion. Joe, welcome. Hey, how's it going, Chris? Uh, yeah, originally I was just a, a consultant, like early um, March, <laughs> March or so uh, of 2020. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then um, once we started getting everything going, I, I became like uh, like Alex too, like just a utility guy, just uh, working on the uh, audio system, and then um, kind of like learning how to use the, uh, the the our live stream system that we have, the Black Magic ATEM, and uh, working with the with the cameras. But um, yeah. So it's it's been been a fun time uh, learning how to use all the equipment. Wow, it's always been fun to watch, uh, you know, just to see you moving in and uh, doing sound checks with uh, with TT via this, the microphone relays from the front to the back of the church. It's pretty good. And I just want to take a second right now just to check in with Victor. Are you still with us, Victor? So while we're recording, I can I can see everyone's uh, vocal track. And I noticed right there that Victor's vocal track had gone to a light gray. And I was concerned that we'd lost him in the vocals. And sure enough, um, he, he was gone. Um, he came back a little bit later, was having some, some difficulty. And uh, little by little, we all began to drop off the feed and have and have sound problems, um, and so we took a break and I reconfigured everything. The sound becomes a lot better, and we didn't have any problems for the rest of the evening. So uh, we'll finish this little segment. It goes for a few more minutes, and then we'll uh, we'll get into some better sound. Yeah, it's what I thought. We might have lost Victor here. Hopefully, he'll be back. I think he flatlined um, in the pre like in the preview. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the one who's supposed to be flatlining, not him. Yeah, uh, you're too funny, man. You're too funny. TT, would you give us a little backstory as to how this all came about in the first place? So, uh, it's it started when Facebook had that live, you know, live button. So I thought, oh, let's try it out. Uh, at that time. Uh, Lola was not, you know, Lola was uh, was starting to go downhill. So she wanted to make sure that the cantors were doing good. And on my part, I just wanted, you know, to showcase the choir because we have a beautiful choir. And I just, I thought, well, uh, my family would sure enjoy it. So I started live streaming from my own personal account. And then I asked Father if it was okay to live stream it on the cathedral page. And he goes, yeah, whatever that looks like. So I did. So that's what. That's how we did the. Uh, we did the eleven o'clock mass. I would set up my phone, put it up there, and just press go live, and not worry about it. <laughs> uh, 
So I thought it was, you know, it was just a one-time thing, but then it became uh, like every Sunday, some they will ask, uh, how, "You're not streaming today? Are you not going live on Facebook today?" And I'm thinking, "Well, who's gonna sit with the camera?" So then I I start pulling Vicky and other uh, Marie to come and sit with the camera while I go and help with Michael and do um, other stuff. So this was like about four or five years ago. I am not sure. Uh, yeah, that was it. Thanks to Facebook for having a live button. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it's just grown into something that you got. Yes. How many cameras? You got what? What four or five cameras? Now? Uh that didn't that didn't come to play till about uh, January of 2019, right, guys? Uh, Victor and Alex, because Victor and Alex would uh, come visit, and I would say, "Hey, I bought." You know, it took me four years just to figure out which system would work. Because I, if I can put something in my pocket and go and set it up, that's how I like it. That's right. Uh, not mm-hmm. you know, I I was not gonna have uh carry big stuff around. That's right. We so did start. I ordered the sling. Yeah. And we started with the stepchild. Yes. So I ordered. So I ordered the sling. That was the thing that I didn't want to spend too much at a thousand dollars. I was sweating it too. Uh, so we ordered the sling in January uh, of 2019, and then I started ordering different cameras. I ordered about 10 different cameras before I settled on two. And every time, poor Alex, Alex, I have a new new thing. Let's go upstairs. Oh, Victor will come around. Okay, Victor, here it is. Figure it out. And then it didn't work like I thought it was, so I was putting it, I put it away, and I thought, well, I'll send it back later. And then COVID hit. Then I had to learn how to use it. Wow. So I'm going to take it. We're going to, we're going to take a short break. We'll clip this out. At this point, Victor was having a lot of trouble with his, uh, his laptop. So I muted his microphone so that we could continue. Um, we only got a couple more minutes into it before we had to discontinue completely. Um, so you'll hear some more problems as we, uh, as we go here. Well, that sounds that sounds like a lot of work. A lot of work. So how many? How many? Um, how often do you do the live stream? Bef- Anyone can answer. Uh, is that before COVID or during? What do you mean COVID? currently? Current, oh, currently. currently? How, how currently, many times? Uh, except for Saturday. So we do the weekday masses at seven thirty. Okay. And then on Sunday we do three streamed masses. That'd be eight masses. Wow. Time. Yeah. Wow, that's a bunch. That is a bunch. That's a, that's a bunch. And then so if we have you... if we have special events, then special events are included, like night fever, vespers, um, rosaries, you know, all, all those kind of stuff. Okay. Wow. Well, um, so how you guys are located up in the loft, right? The upstairs. Um, is that going to be, you know, as the church opens up and more and more people start coming back in, um, is that a place where you're going to be able to maintain? We are hoping that we would maintain that place because, you know, we're out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. So that's why we love uh, we love. Are you still there, TT? Oh. We might have lost TT also. So we'll just give it a second here. I think Vicky is going to be next, and then it's going to be me. For what, losing it? Yeah. Shh, don't say that. <laughs> Ruben, be quiet. <laughs> can you hear, can you hear me? <laughs> Ladies now first. Can you guys no, hear you? Ruben's not dead. We got, T- we got I, TT back. You guys, well, I, I, for some reason, it just the mic just went mute. Did, I touch. Yeah. I touched nothing. I'm just sitting over here looking at my computer, and I'm like, "What the heck?" Okay. And we don't have Victor on here at all at this point. Let's so, see. Yeah. Are we gonna re- we restart? I don't know. Let's just see what happens. Okay. Let you me know? check. Let me check on him real quick. Yeah, I haven't even seen him in the building. <laughs> I thought you were at home. Really. I'm at the cathedral. Oh. Little, so I see how much I know. Wait, so is my microphone still giving off feedback? 
Yeah, but I can I can get rid of it with a filter in post production. That's I'm not worried about that. I'm well, more I'm concerned con with. I'm confused because yesterday we tested it and it was fine, correct? Yeah, but you were at home. So you're picking up you're picking up some anti ambient electrical signal some or something. Whether it could be a it could be a a, a light, you know, a light bulb in a, in a you know, overhead light. It could be some type of other electrical electro, electrical appliance. It could be all kinds of who knows what it is. It could even be the wiring, right? There's all kinds of reasons why you get that, that little buzz humming sound. Yeah, I know when I, I think it's all the spray paint bottles in this conference room. When I get in the uh, yeah, could, uh, can you guys hear me? No, Joe, you're too. You you're just, yeah, you're, you're very loud, Joe. Your audio just dropped way off. Come on, Joe, you got the best microphone out there. I know. <laughs> now you're, you're coming back. Phone over there. We can't even hear you. <laughs> I know. What happened? What's up with that? Joe, stop. Just so look at right here our recording cut out completely um it's very very weird you know, a little uh unknown to most people before i did my first episode with father um michael i did a test run with victor um and when we started i started hearing all kinds of sounds in my headphones and when we played it back, it was very distorted. Um, so, you know, there's that, there's always that question. It's like, is, is there something going on in the rectory? Is it haunted? Um, I don't know, but we were definitely having trouble. Fortunately, I was able to uh, create a new um, place for us to record, and we were able to continue on. Um, and so let me, uh, let's bring everybody back and, uh, and get this going again. Okay, everybody, we are back after, uh, trying to solve some technical difficulties. And it's, it sounds like, um, we're, uh, we're on par to have, a some more fun. So let's get, let's kind of get back to it. So was everyone here, um, Catholic, cradle Catholics baptized as infants, or did some of you enter the church as, uh, at a later age? Victoria is a cradle Catholic. Okay. Titi is a cradle Catholic. Okay. Alex is a cradle Catholic. All right. Same, same for me. Okay. Same here, and I'm probably still in the cradle. You <laughs> <laughs> sure are. With your bib. <laughs> and your rattles. You need your diapers. <laughs> well, I already told you guys earlier, they ran out of my size of bed. <laughs> You're in the wrong section. Oh, my goodness. Victor, oh. are you a cradle Catholic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want, after Ruben's comment, I don't know if I want to answer that. I'm a, I'm a cradle Catholic, but um, yeah. No, okay, I'm, just I'm leave it at that. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm, I was also. So a I'm the only Catholic. one that uh, entered the church yeah. as an adult. Um, okay, and that's fine. So um, I and I, you know, I've I've spoken with Victor in the past about his, about his life story, and I know some of you have contributed to. Um, the Cathedral Young Adults blog that is a reflection on the readings for Sunday. And you've been very self-revealing and talking about some of the events of your life. But I'm curious, um, for those of you, some of you I, I don't know so well, like Alex and I, we've never really had a chance to connect and chat. Um, so let me, let's go, I want to go there first. And Alex, tell me a little bit of your uh, your journey of faith, if you don't mind, please. Yeah, um, well, I I was baptized in December 11th, 1996, a couple months after I was born. And then I did my first, I did the catechesis for First Communion Confirmation when I was eight, nine years old. But I never did the confirmation or communion itself because I was going to go to Mexico and do it over there. But that never came around. So we just, time just flew by, it flew by, it never happened. And I 
was going to public schools until I went to high school, which I went to Cristo Rey for my high school. And we would have mass once a month. And during that time, well, they were they told all of us we had to go up with Father. And if you haven't had your first communion, well, just cross your arms. And if you did, well, go ahead and receive Jesus. And since I still hadn't had my first communion, I would go up embarrassed, crossing my arms. So that was like the beginning, the snowball effect of why I wanted to get closer to God. It wasn't so much of wanting to know Him, but it was out of embarrassment. Hmm. But we all started somewhere, so it, it was it was kind of uh, providential at the same time. So sure. I, I went to RCIA when I was 17 years old. And... Um, <clears throat> And it just slowly started trickling. We had, back at St. Charles Borromeo, we had Sister, oh, I'm blanking out on her name now. Well, we had one of the religious sisters from the Hispanic community. And she was very inspiring in the way of life, just calm, soothing. And it, it attracted me to God, just to want to know who God is. And so during that time, uh, it was very... Um, Amazing awe. I was in awe most of the time. Just doing it out of embarrassment, but now I actually wanted to know more about God. And so that was the, the beginning of my faith journey of wanting to get closer to Him. Wow. That's beautiful. And what brought you to the cathedral? Uh, during the... Well, I was at... Um, I was a seminarian during the time. I was assigned at Immaculate Conception. And the priest was going to get moved, you know, priests get moved around all so much. And I was going right. to be left alone at Immaculate Conception for, for a whole month. Talk to the vocations director. He's like, no, I don't want you to be alone. So we're going to send you to the cathedral. And so that's how I first met the cathedral. Who was the rector? Was it Father Michael, the rector at the time? Yes, he was still the rector. Okay, cool. And so and then you've been here ever since. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Victor, Victoria had a, had a strong reaction to that. <laughs> and he's going to continue to be here. <laughs> no escaping, Alex. <laughs> Not so, unless I move somewhere else. No. So you're, moving. <laughs> you're not moving. You're staying. So um, one of the questions that came up for me as you were relating your story was that when you were, you were at St. St. Charles. You were at, no, you were at uh, Immaculate Conception. Oh, right, right, right. And you were going to seminary. And then you were transferred to the cathedral. And Correct. yet And yet your your life direction changed. Do you feel comfortable talking about that? I'm um, sure. I mean, during my time there at the cathedral, there was a, another uh, gentleman that was there um, as a seminarian. And while well, we knew each other, we... We were pretty much there. He had fiat missions. I was um, at the pastoral center, just wherever they would send me. <laughs> Which for wasn't for, it, it wasn't for much because during that time, the cathedral was hosting a a, a World Youth Day. Mm. <laughs> so I ended up getting, <laughs> I had the opportunity so, yeah. of going to World Youth Day. I remember that conversation mm -hmm. to the team. Were you there? I remember yeah, Titi was there. I was there. I was on the couch. So, you know, we had I think we had just got done like doing a fundraiser. We were just got done selling tacos that day. And then mm -hmm. you were you just popped in Titi's office and she was like, Hey, you wanna go World Youth Day? And you we were like, I mean, I would love to. She's like, Okay. So she starts looking up a flights and then she's like, Oh, you think the other person would wanna go? They're like, I don't know. Let me ask. And you, you know, started talking about, oh, you got your passport? Yes. Okay. Okay. I booked the flight. <laughs> <laughs> so you went to youth. Yeah. You went to World Youth Day, and and where um, where was it that year? It was in Poland. In Poland. <laughs> and is is did God speak to you in a special way when you went there? Is that what happened? Uh, yeah, he, he spoke to me, but are you trying to get into more why I entered the seminary, or, or what are you trying no, to get into? The, the transition, because of, I've, you're not in seminary now. Correct. 
Right. So that somehow you transitioned out and I'm guessing that um, God led you out. And I'm just curious as to, you know, what what that was all about, if you feel comfortable talking about that. Okay, so I guess we would have to move a little bit more quicker. And um, so I was in seminary for four years, um, four years at Mount Angel Seminary. I got my BA in philosophy and then I was sent to, well, during that summer, I asked permission to go to Mexico and have a, a retreat. So I was I was in the I did a 30 day Ignatian retreat. Hmm. And during that moment, I was um, praying and struggling a little bit of. You know, do I want to continue the priesthood? But there's also um, inside of me that I wanted to have a family. I mean, that, that's something that I've always known about, something that I've wanted since uh, before I knew anything about vocations. But yet still, that's something that attracted me a lot more than the priesthood. And so when I came back, you know, I, I went to theology for a couple of months and I it just didn't feel right. So I... I told the vocations director, I think I'm going to take some time off. And I, I took some time off, and I'm at the cathedral helping out ever since. Wow. Well, that's very wise to be able to discern uh, what's going on in one's life and not just pursue something in order to pursue it, but to really know that I need to make sure this is this is right for me or, or I need to make a change. And so bravo, bravo in, in discernment. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Where, where do you want to go next? So uh, Victoria was really on fire about talking about World Youth Day. What year was that, Victoria? The year was 2016. Oh, that seems like forever ago, doesn't it? It does seem like forever ago. What did, um? and, and I, I'm guessing, did you, and you went to World Youth Day? I did. And what did that, what did it mean for you? Well, you know, I was you know, actually talking to Titi about this last night. We were having a conversation because uh, I was reflecting on where my relationship with God became my own instead of it being, you know, my family or my siblings. So, and I vividly remember the first time I went to adoration, which was when we went to World Youth Day in 2013 and to Real de Janeiro. So just, you know, going, being, having the opportunity to go to a, uh, another World Youth Day, it's, it was, it's an experience that I believe, um, everyone should have if they have, get the chance. Um, it's very refreshing to see Catholics from all over the world gather together. Um, and, you know, being able to celebrate Mass with the Pope, it's something that's very once-in-a-lifetime. Yeah, and there's, and there's young people from all over the world, right? Yes, from all over the world. We met people from Egypt. We met people from Ireland and Australia. You know, there's Singapore. Of, Singapore. Yeah. You know, it's like Japan. Just from all over the place, even people from like all over the United States and Nigeria and all those places. What a wonderful way to really get grounded in the fact that the church is worldwide. It's everywhere. It's not, you know, so I, I sometimes that I think we get a little bit of tunnel vision that the church is our parish or the church is our diocese and or even just the church is our, you know, you get stuck in the American Catholic Church. But uh, it's worldwide. It's all over the place. And it's very diverse and it's just absolutely beautiful in all its manifestations. Um, what a wonderful opportunity to be able to experience something like that. Um, yes, and it also gave us an opportunity to um, get to know one another as well from the community here at the cathedral. Sure. Sure. Now, did you guys, where did you all stay when you were there? We stayed in a hostel. In a hostel. Okay, yeah, you do get to know oh, people yeah. when you're living like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
was there anybody else on the stream team that went besides Alex and Victoria? I guess TT went too, yes? No, I, I just make sure I put them on the plane. You just coordinate. <laughs> <laughs> Got rid of them for a while. Yep, and then make sure they get housed and then wait for them when they come back. Oh, okay. Did you wish you had gone? Nope. No? No. no. My last World Youth Day was in 2005. Oh, that was... That was before I was even a Catholic. Yeah. Wow. That's where um, Night Fever got started in 2005. Oh, it is. Yep. So how did how did you get involved in Night Fever? Um. So Night Fever, uh, I was here. I was already doing young adult ministry when Kala from the diocese said, "Hey, let's go to Davis. They're having a night. Uh, I want you to meet them." I said, "Sure." So we went over to Davis, and they already did Night Fever at the Newman Center, I think, or at St. James. I can't remember. Um, Christina. So they talked to us about Night Fever, and I liked the concept of it. And I said, sure, uh, let's do it. So we we did the Night Fever. And then uh, when they were explaining Night Fever to me, and I said, wait, I've already – I walked into Night Fever when I was in London at one point. And sure enough, it was the same thing. Hmm. So it, it was more more doable here at the cathedral because of foot traffic. Okay. So yeah. Because we're located right downtown. Downtown, and uh, that's how night. The whole mission of Night Fever is to invite those who don't even come in the church to come in and light a candle and pray, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. to enter the church. So I like that concept, and I thought, well, the, that's the young adult here because. You know, every young adult have their their niche. Ours, what would be ours? We're eclectic or something, because <laughs> we'll try everything and anything. Where there's a little bit of a, it's almost like that. The cathedral stream team is a subset of the cathedral young adults. Yeah, we are the cathedral young adults. I have, there aren't yeah. many more. There aren't many more of you on in the cathedral young adults. There's a couple more probably. There's right? a whole lot there, more. Oh no, we've grown. There's a whole yeah, lot, lot more, more of us, more yeah. Of us. So okay. We're all spread out. So you are. So you're, you're a subset yeah. of the Cathedral yeah. Young Adults. So does everyone? Has everyone here participated in Night Fever? Yes, yes. All, of all of us. Yeah, all of us have. Yeah. We all have. Wow. Um, how does how does Night Fever strike you, Ruben? Um, Night Fever. It's it's a beautiful opportunity to encounter Christ in a very, very, um, how should I put it? Not so intimidating it, way. Not so intimidating, but it, <clears throat> but it, I think the thing with night fever is you come as you are. And if you allow yourself to become vulnerable and to allow God into your heart, it really is a very transformative way, um, to be in prayer. And at least with Night Fever, I think for me, what the most moving thing is, is to see the people coming from the streets yearning for Christ. Why are the doors open? What's going on? What are the crazy Catholics doing now? <laughs> and actually, you know, what's been really beautiful is, oh, gosh, you know, like Titi was saying, we get a lot of foot tra traffic. We've had people come in like and dressed in Comic-Con because we've had it during Comic-Con conventions. We've had kids come in, you know, in their prom attire. Um, you know, it, it's just run the gamut. But they all, when they all leave, some of them are in tears crying. Some of them are thanking us, you know, for allowing this opportunity to happen. And, it, and, and it's, it, like you said, it, it's very, uh, it, it's just very uh, come as you are, you know. And we don't even tell them, you know. You just tell them, you know, just go light a candle. Right. What do you have to lose? All you have to do is go in and light a candle. You kneel down, say a little prayer, or you know, just sit in, in silence, and then you can leave in a very and, unassuming way. Yeah, and for the most part, the lighting inside is from candlelight. Very it's very true. dark, and so people can, you know, someone be somewhat incognito going in there too. You know, if they're if they're shy or uncertain about people watching them, um, yeah, it's a very it's a very non intrusive, non threatening environment. Absolutely. No, I totally agree with that. Um, so, and Joe, you were, you were part of the last night fever that was live streamed? 
yeah, I was a part of that that crew. Um, so what what is the what is the, what are the challenges? So I mean, uh, so we'll talk about how you know your how you feel about the night fever and your participation in it, but also the challenges of doing a live stream in such low light, in such a low light environment. Um, I mean, night fever is always is always great for me when I when I uh, attended before you know uh, COVID and stuff. Um, it was a it was like a way for me to you know clear my head and then like really hear what you know what the Lord wanted me to do or or uh, or who to pray for and stuff like that. So it was always it was always powerful in that way. But uh, when when COVID hit and we were talking about doing um, night fever, uh, you know we didn't we didn't have anybody come in other than you know it was us just setting it up and then um, the musicians, uh, the cantors. And um, just w us trying to sh set up the uh, the cameras. And the thing about that was, uh, I mean, I think we just wanted to to capture the the atmosphere, the uh, how it actually looked in person with the cameras. Uh, I know we were still starting out um, with the uh, the equipment, so um, <clears throat> and and we were still having uh, shoddy uh, internet issues. Um, so that was kind of a a hurdle that we needed to get get over, but. Um, yeah, I think our main part purpose was to kind of uh, capture what it would be like to be, you know, uh, attending uh, Night Fever, even though you couldn't, even though it was virtual. Right. So it was, um, it was, it was, it was, it was difficult at, uh, at some points, but um, I think, I think, you know, we 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 had a, we were seasoned enough to to kind of get about all, over those hurdles. Sure. One of the things that. Um night fever has always provided people an opportunity to do was to um, was to pray right and mm -hmm. to also submit prayer requests and if, if i remember right y'all had a way for people to submit prayer requests over online how did how did that how did that work yeah, victor was victor, in charge of that victor answer that's a victor question you're on victor did someone go wake Victor up? Yeah, so um, for prayer... Oh, I am awake. <laughs> you know, I'm having a lovely time listening to everybody share their, their wonderful things they do here. So how did you do the prayer request? You know, this is the most I've heard any of them talk, you know, outside of... Yeah, the prayer request, so we did a... Um, we did a Google Doc. It was pretty pretty simple and so uh on all our social media we put out our like a link to a google form that i kind of threw together and um yeah and so it was awesome P lots of folks were sending in prayer requests um, we would put it on our story we put it on our pages um and then one of the cool things we did not for this last night fever but i believe it was the one before is we did a night fever novena uh where for the you know nine days leading up to night fever, we had a different young adult go on to our uh, I think Instagram and Facebook stories and give like a one to two minute reflection. Um, and then it was cool because we had a countdown and we did the prayer requests on every. Wow, that is so cool! It was awesome. You know, I know that uh, every once in a while we have people give us feedback about their experiences uh, of night fever. And some people have really transformative experiences, really deep and profound. Um, it's a beautiful, I think it's just a beautiful ministry that uh, the cathedral can offer to the community. Um, it's, in, in a, it's just, yeah, it's just beautiful. I don't know how, how, else, to, how else to phrase it. Um, now, Ruben, you are also a cantor. And so oftentimes you'll be cantoring and it's being live streamed. Do you forget about the live stream? Does that does it enter your head? Does it how? What's your relationship to the live stream when you're doing the cantering? When I'm cantering, I try to be mindful that everyone's present at the mass. Um, so especially when I do my opening announcements, you know, the greetings. Um, mm -hmm. Not only do I greet the people who are physically present in the church, and also at that time in the plaza. But I also tried to look up at the camera and to really welcome those people who are joining us via live stream 
because they are part of you know the the church at large and still part of our cathedral parish community so it does um i am mindful of it and and i don't think i've ever forgotten about it um because it is it is a very unique opportunity that that the church is presented with at this point in time to be able to bring the mass you know to those people who are in their homes mm-hmm. um so i try to be always cognizant of the fact that they are there and that not only are we inviting everyone in the church physically to be active in their participation but also those people at home who are joining us so Hmm. i'm gonna interject really quick with ruben right there absolutely Um, so one of the most moving experience for being a person behind the screen and uh you know queuing up the cameras getting ready for your next shot was at the christmas eve mass so we couldn't figure out how to put up the the chill of the nightfall that the choir did, okay, that that piece. And then, so we put the chill of the nightfall, the, the, the song was coming towards an end, just in time for me to look up when Ruben um, cued, was it you, Ruben, who was the person, the, there was no deacon, yes. So Ruben looked up just in time for me to move the camera to him, to for him to incense the people who were watching the stream. This is oh, it. Wow. And it was the most, up, I mean, all throughout, there's a lot of powerful moment when you're up there and you're moving the cameras around. But that one sticks out to me is the highlight of the streaming. Because I'm one who is always doubtful about the transformation of grace. Do people get grace by watching this thing? You know, <laughs> those kind sure, of things. Sure, a good question. That was one of that one. That day right there was one of the, you know, one of the two. The other one was during night fever. I'm thinking, it's not the same. You know, how can, you know, the experience of night fever, it has to be experienced in person. But to see the feedback from the people on the stream and, you know, we, we get comments every now and then. We get notes to give us a report of how we did on the live stream. It's pretty powerful. But one, the best one ever that I will never forget is when Ruben stood from the down by the altar and looked up at the camera and bow and did the the incense and i wasn't the only one because father o'reilly and father memo and father michael kernan were talking about it after that too so that was one and ruben's always aware that's ruben ruben will um troubleshoot for us when it comes to the logistics of how how to capture how for for the for us as the camera people and the people who are streaming how to capture the things that are happening on the floor Sure, sure. Yeah. What's, what's happening and when and what camera to focus Correct. on. Correct, yes. So he's so pretty he, good about that. And I, I give and, him that. <laughs> yeah, so Ruben's good for something anyway. <laughs> just, yeah. just for incensing. Incensing. Um, and flatlining. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, but that, you know, that sort of uh, TTE remarks uh, jog my thinking also in... in when you're up in the loft and you're processing the live stream and you're going from camera to camera and just fade in and fade out and you've got this thing called lower thirds and you've got all this stuff going on, right? Mm-hmm. Do you is it hard to 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 participate in the mass? Are you is there are you somewhat disconnected from it? So that's why I try to encourage each, each of the team members to pick a mass so they can attend which is very hard. Uh, I have, my attention span is like two seconds. I get bored. I have an iPad up there where I color when everything is going on. So that's why I'm grateful for the team because sometimes I'm like lollygagging and they're like, hey, move the camera. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just me. That's that's how I am. So that's why when I attend mass, I go to the front or, you know, I, I find a spot where I could be centered and all this. But where is the cathedral? When, and I can, sometimes I can get easily distracted by how moving uh, the homily might be or something like that, that I forget mm-hmm. that I am working. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Alex is pretty good at, at, at uh, giving me the elbow. <laughs> <laughs> he gives me the elbow or he reaches over and then he clicks the camera. So is Joe. So we all, you know, we, we try to to be in the moment, but at the same time, too, be aware of what we're, we have to do. And in, I always tell them, we, we had adoration. That was, I always encourage uh, the team to feed themselves first, because 
as much as we are pressing the button, we are doing this on behalf of the parishioners who are not there. So hence, we have to be on top in our spiritual life. So uh, there was one Saturday, I scheduled everyone for a holy hour. So they came in with their families to come and do the holy hour. It was one of, it's, it's a beautiful moment to see. That's nice, yeah. Uh, you know, the team to come in on their own, not together, as we always are, we're always together, uh, to come and nurture our own spirituality. And uh, we've been through a lot, especially like, you know, for like everybody else. So for us, it's just that we have this, special task of switching cameras and make sure that the mass is out to the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. That's, you know, and yeah, and it's important, right? Cause some people that's, that's it. That's what, that's all they're going to get, you know, and there's so many, you know, it's funny, right? Nowadays there are di- lots of different masses people could turn it, tune into, right? They don't mm-hmm. have to tune into the cathedral. Um, and yet they do. And so, wanting to provide them a beautiful experience, maintaining that the beauty of the Mass, having it conveyed um, through the camera, doing it uh, in a very respectful, clean, clear way. Um, so do you have, so does, does everybody work the cameras or does this? Yep, we how all. Many people, how, many, how many people actually switch, switch cameras, you know? I believe we all from time to time switch cameras. But it's not like you don't all do no. it all at the same time. No. I mean, you got, so how many, pe- how many people? <laughs> no. How many? Pe- <laughs> I know that would be like weird. But how many people at a time are sitting upstairs in, the, in what I'll, I'll call it the production booth? Four or five. At a time. At a time. And are are you all doing yes, something? Yes, we're what is, oh, what yeah, are always doing? working. So, so what is it? So for those four people, what is it they're responsible for? So, Joe, so we have a, we have a we have a person that's a director, so that's a person that's like choosing the uh, the cameras, and then we have a, a person uh, doing audio, you know, doing all the the live mixing. Okay. And then the other two people um, are moving um, the various cameras that we have up there. So like, because uh, they're kind of like, I mean, they're in front of us, but they're like spread out. So like, we have like uh, uh, right like. Right, two two right cameras, two left cameras, and a center camera. So then, like each person will take care of that, and and you know they could fight over it for the for the center camera. <laughs> are, and all the cameras are up at the booth. You don't have any cameras down on the main. We have one floating camera. You have a floating camera. Mm-hmm. That's the handheld. Yes. So if there is a like when the RCIA right or like this Sunday we have Julian is new, so we put him on the floating camera. <laughs> Yeah, so we have a we have a special camera on that's on a stabilizing gimbal. So mm-hmm. uh, like like uh, this past sun- Sunday, it was actually cool to see um, Father up close uh, lighting the the candles before yeah. um, before before mass. Nice, and it's Very actually good. a cool effect too. I mean, cinematic. It, sometimes we get a little you know it's like oh we have these static shots, but like it it, it kind of looks pretty cool when you have like moving moving angles and moving shots and stuff. So it's, sure, it's pretty interesting. Sure. Do you guys uh, do any type of rehearsal, or do you just nope? Or you're on the fly it's once the it Holy starts. Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's actually pretty <laughs> cool because like Alex, TT, Vicky, you know, everyone, you know, minus myself, are like experts. They they already know what's going on in the mass, and they already they're like, oh, I want this camera on 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 this part of the mass. So it's. They, it's not really like coordinated, but they already know what's going to come up and what camera's going to be shown. And then Joe is able to supplant with everything else because we're like, yeah, you know, oh, it's the morning. We need to get the, we, we got to get the lens a little bit brighter, lower, or we're reaching noon and, you know, they're high sun and we have to, yeah. we have to lower all of the settings. So Joe guides us also in setting the camera so it's nice and crispy out for the, for the parishioners. Yeah, because the, the lighting is important. Yeah. No, Chris, I was going to say, Chris, I wanted to add here too, because um, I think uh, as someone who is very much the like just wild card, like sometimes I'm mm-hmm. up there, so, you know, most of the time I'm not. So I can actually like say stuff without worrying about, you know, uh, humility or anything like that. It's pretty amazing to be up there when uh, I'm going to say, you know, TT, Joe, Vicky and Alex are just firing away. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, when you look at a flock of birds and 
they all just suddenly get up and fly at once. They're not talking. There's no sound. It's just like starlings. Like starlings are like in that. Sync. That's what it's like up there. Yeah, that's what it's like on Sunday morning. It's pretty cool to to see. You know, when I'm up there, I mean, they don't make a sound. <laughs> they're snapping at each other. They're just they Wait. point and they they they. It's really it's honestly really beautiful how how close um, we've all become in our own ways. But I think um, those four in particular, when they're up there, it's like they've they just they they're so close and they're so good and they all have their talents that they're good at and there's not a you know there's no fat on that bone it's just it's trim and okay, they just know I what they're doing and it's really cool later, okay. it's really cool to see because i know because i know none of them can say it because they're you know they're each gonna talk about everyone else's yeah, let's keep going <laughs> oh that's gonna be fun to mix <laughs> that's pretty funny no, the, so, the, the important part is we have to have somebody manning the stream, the, the stream itself. So lately we've put Vicky on it. When Vicky was out of commission, she still had to work. I had her on the iPad looking at me, but at the same time to answering to the 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 stream, to the, the Facebook or, or YouTube. And, and Ruben does that. Ruben's assignment is fix the, the Facebook thing that I put up. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I, I always text him and I said, okay, check the post. Do oh, your and, thing. And, and Chris, it's at all hours of the night. Yeah. It doesn't matter what time it, it doesn't is. doesn't matter. You know, what? I open. Yeah, wow. it's our go-to description sure editor. Yeah. Yeah. If, if TT then, got you a number, she's going to make you work, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, Joe. I'm cutting I'm your pay. <laughs> no, I think that's true. I think that's probably true. Wow. So um, I was going to ask Joe. I, we, now, we met first in choir. Correct. Right? Um, uh, what Were you going to a parish before that? Here ends part one of my chat with the cathedral stream team. We ended up talking for a couple of hours. So um, I'm going to not make you wait uh, long for part two. We'll bring it forward uh, next Saturday and I will include a preview of our next guest at that time also. So uh, stay tuned for my conversation with Joe, and uh, we'll see you in a week. Let's Talk Parish is produced and directed by Rex Rolanka. Our associate producers are Titi Kila and Chris Jensen. The music is Path to Glory by Ihor Bitsinski. Our host has been Chris Jensen, and a special thanks goes to the very Reverend Father Michael O'Reilly, Rector of the Cathedral of the Blessed Sacrament. If you wish to donate to the Cathedral of the Blessed Sacrament, a link will be provided in the episode notes, or you can go to the Cathedral website at www.cathedralsacramento.org. Thank you for listening, and until we meet again, may God be with us all.